Well, I want to speak to you just for a few minutes tonight from the subject, motivated by joy. Motivated by joy. Now, let me say this. You need joy, all right? You need that in your life. You need supernatural joy from the Lord, and the Lord wants to give you joy. Isn't that exciting already? At the very beginning of this message, you're like, yeah, that's true. I need that. Uh, and yes, the Lord wants to give that to me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you thankful for a God who says, you know what? I don't want to just tell them what they need. I want to give them what they need because I am a good, good father. That's the kind of God we serve. And I want to speak to you of this subject because there's a very interesting verse in Scripture. It's in Hebrews chapter 12, and it says this. We'll put it on the screen. It says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So heaven, heaven's motivator is joy. In fact, the Son of God coming down to earth, laying down the prerogatives of deity, comes to earth, and he's motivated by the joy set before him. I was thinking about this scripture as we were taking communion and thinking, man, Jesus was motivated by the fact that the Father sent him to save humanity. And he's like, when this is done, and it is finished, there are going to be millions, billions of people that are going to be my son or the sons and daughters of the Father because of what I'm doing. Right standing. The curse is broken in the name of Jesus. You don't have to live in your sin because of what Jesus did on the cross. You and I can know freedom because of what Jesus did on the cross. You and I can know the love and the adoption of the Father because of what Jesus did on the cross. You and I have an advocate because of what Jesus did on the cross. You and I don't have to live in our past, but we have a hope and a future because of what Jesus did on the cross. We get heaven because of what Jesus did on the cross. We get answered prayer because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because of the joy set before him, Jesus said, I'm going for that. Joy is a motivator of heaven. That hope, that future joy, the Son of God set his eyes on that. And you know, joy is a motivator for me and you. God wants to give you joy. You know, in fact, there's a scripture, I think sometimes when we talk about a motivator or a reward from the Lord, oftentimes people can struggle with that and be like, you know, uh, you know, I think we should just do things because we're supposed to do them. I don't, I'm not into like blessing and rewards. And I'm just telling you right now, then you're not into what the Bible says, all right? Because the Bible is all about God blessing his people. God loves to reward people. God loves to bless people. In fact, in Hebrews, the same scripture is in there. It says this, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. God is a rewarder of people. And as you seek him, he wants to reward you. He puts things out in front of you and says, you know what? If you do this, I'm going to bless you. Just think of it. You know, you think of generosity as God says, you know what? He who lends to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord will repay him. That as we give, God blesses us back. 
That as we say, you know, there's so many places in Scripture that we can see that where it's like, you know what? As you serve and you honor the Lord, God's going to pour blessing into your life. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Hello, somebody. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. So what is that saying? When I get in the house of God, there is blessing that comes into my life. When I say, God, my strength is going to be in you, there is blessing that comes into my life. God loves you and he loves to bless you. He loves to put motivation out in front of you because he's a good father. Think of it like this. One of the great uh, ways to picture the the joy set before us. The way that God motivates us through joy is we've had several birthday parties this last couple months for our children. We have four kids, and all of their birthdays are in September and October. So we're praising the Lord as we're working on DFL for all his goodness and all our kids and all their birthdays, all right? That means after conference one, uh, we got home and we were in birthday mode because we like to do something. We call ourselves the birthday fairies as parents. So when our kids go to bed, we blow up a bunch of balloons and we decorate the house and we set out presents. And it's because I have an amazing wife who is awesome. And she's like, hey, this is important. We need to do this. And I'm like, yes, babe, you're exactly right. So we do it. But I love it for our kids. You know, we're in the middle of conference, but there's such a joy when we are setting that up, because you know what happens when they get up? They don't know what presents they're going to open. They don't know, uh, you know, what all is going to be upstairs, how all we decorated. But the first balloon they see, they're excited and they're full of joy because they know good things are in their future. You know, when you serve a good God, that's what the joy set before you is like. God says, there are things I'm going to put in front of you that will bring joy to you as you set your eyes on them, and you need that joy. Some of you are lacking the joy that God wants to give you, and I just want to give you three simple biblical principles that will help you walk in that joy. Just like Jesus, our, exam our example, said, for the joy set before him, God is, has joy set before you that you can access. So I'm going to give you three biblical principles to show you how to do that. The first is this. God gives us joy when we praise. You know what praise is? Praise is setting our eyes on who God is and what he's done and telling him that. Praise is getting our eyes on the right things. You know, one of the main killers of joy in life is when we get our eyes on the wrong things. When we set our sights on things that don't bring us joy, when we set our sights on what other people have that we don't have, when we set our, our sights on, man, if I was just there or just had that, then I would be joyful. But you know what praise does? Praise says, God, this is who you are. This is what you've done. And I'll praise because I know as I praise you, I'm going to be filled with joy. In Psalm chapter 4, it says this. It says, you have put more joy in my heart than they, than they have when their grain and new wine abound. So this is, what is this talking about? There are people who have more on the, in the physical way of thinking of things. They have 
grain and new wine abounding, all right? They are blessed. They, they, things are going well for them. Man, they seem to have a lot. You know what? This person's saying, the psalmist is writing and saying, God can put more joy in your heart than any of what they have. Nothing that they have puts more joy in their heart than what God can put in your heart. And oftentimes when we get our eyes on the wrong things, it's like, well, if I just had what they had, I'd be joyful. But the psalmist is saying, no, that's not how it works. God is the one who gives you joy. And God has joy for you. God, you know, some of you are walking through things that are really challenging and you're saying, man, when I just get on the other side of this, then I'll be a joyful person. And God has joy for you tonight. Do you know the Holy Spirit can clothe you in joy? There's a joy that goes beyond circumstance. And as you say, God, I'm fixing my eyes on your promise, on what you've done, on who you are, and I'm going to praise you. No matter what my circumstances around me, I'm putting my eyes on you. I'm setting my eyes on the right things. You're going to be filled with joy. You know, there's a scripture, and it says that he puts on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It's in Isaiah 61, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Some of you really need that tonight. You need the joy that comes from being with the Lord. The joy that comes from praising the Lord. Circumstances can be crushing. What you're walking through might be really hard. What you're carrying might be just almost feels impossible to carry. But yet, if you say, God, I'm going to fix my eyes on you. There is a joy that's available that is set before you that you will not be able to understand how you have it. You will not be able to comprehend how it's possible. You will be sitting in that joy of his presence thinking this doesn't even make logical sense because God can give you a joy that circumvents and overcomes your circumstances that's greater than what you're walking through that lifts you out of the pit that joy unspeakable full of glory but as you get that joy that's set before you as you begin to praise God as you begin to lift up his name as you begin to say God I'm going to stop talking about when this is over I'm going to stop talking about why is this happening I'm going to stop talking about why doesn't this happen to them I'm going to stop talking about why don't we have what they have I'm going to stop talking about it that way and I'm going to start looking to your goodness your promise your faithfulness you'll watch as joy fills your heart we praise because of the joy set before us you know what? Another motivate, motivator for joy is prayer. The joy set before you in prayer. God gives us joy when we receive answered prayer. You know, Jesus said this. He said in John, he said, until now you haven't asked me, you've asked me for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I love that. I love that, the fact that, you know, first of all, the believer is made for answered prayer. You and I are made for answered prayer. You know, sometimes we can look at prayer and just be like, just the discipline itself should bring satisfaction. But Jesus is saying, you know what? Prayer is meant to be answered. That's where the joy comes from.
When we ask anything in his will, he gives us what we ask for, and then we have joy. One time, Beth and I were uh, traveling out of town, and uh, it was like a quick, like, a quick trip, you know, you can kind of, I think it was probably, I think we were probably flying Allegiant and we like just got a last minute flight uh, and praise the Lord for Allegiant, anybody? Okay, so you're getting this last minute flight and we're like excited. It was like after an event, we were trying to get out of town and uh, it happened to be like icing the morning we were flying out and the door was icing shut on the plane. Like the that's how much ice was out there. They were spraying down. Have you ever seen them spray a plane down with de-icer? It's scary. Because you're like, I'm going to be on that here in a second. And like, they're like, we don't know if this will work. You know, it's like, <laughs> awesome. But then when you want to fly out bad enough, you're like, ah, it'll be okay. <laughs> so we weren't actually praying for safety. We were just praying, Lord, please help us to make this flight. Help us to get on this plane and we really did. We stopped and prayed. And I have a note in my phone that just thanks the Lord. You ever have God do something where he gives you an answer to prayer and you're like, God, I really needed that one. And you are so good. It was one of those moments where it's like, thank you, Jesus, we got to go. Thank you, Jesus, that you blessed us with that. There's a joy in answered prayer. There's a joy. Uh, there was a time, you know, even little prayers like this, we were in the middle of conference recently and Evelyn and I went to the mall and we, I was kind to return a ton of stuff. Uh, it sounds like I'm a big shopper and I'm not, but uh, I, that's why I never go to the mall. And so it's like in the moment, you're like, all right, this is our one chance. You know, it's like <laughs> do everything we got to do. And before we went in, we just stopped and prayed and said, Lord, if, there, if there's somebody you need us to help, then I pray that you would open our eyes to them. And there was, through a set of circumstances, the Lord did that. And that, honestly, to this day, brings me joy. When I think of that, those moments where you pray and you see God answer and you say, wow, only God could do that. You know, they're, they're, we're meant Believers, as believers, we're meant for the joy of answered prayer. We're meant, hey, we want to spend time with the Father. We want to spend, spend time in the presence of the Lord. But when Jesus invites us to ask, he invites us to ask so we can see answers. That's why he says, knock and the door will be open. Seeking you will find, knock and the door will be open. Asking you receive, seeking you will find, knock and the door. I was going backwards, all right? Asking you will receive, seeking you will find, knock and the door will open. Jesus didn't say, ask, seek and knock, and we'll see what happens. Jesus said, I'm going to answer if you ask. I'm going to open the door if you knock. If you seek, you're going to find. Ask and you receive that your joy will be full. Some of you don't have joy because you're not praying. And you, when you pray, you don't believe God's going to answer your prayer. And you think... That's enough, you know, I'm praying and it works and it's, I'm praying as in, it's enough to do the discipline of prayer. It's enough that I'm doing the discipline. But no, prayer is a relationship. 
And prayer should have an expectation. Expectation is what gives prayer joy because you say, God, I know I'm going to receive because I've asked you. And when I ask, I know you hear. In fact, in 1 John, it says this. One of the joys of answered prayer is tell us God hears. It tells us God hears. 1 John 5. And this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. That joy that God hears me, the King of heaven hears me, the God of heaven hears me. When we ask, we get the joy of that. When we receive answered prayer, we, we get the joy that it glorifies God. John 14, 13 says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father might be glorified. So the cool thing is we're in a partnership with the Father. We're in a partnership in a relationship with of prayer, and when we ask and we see God answer, that brings him glory. That's why it's so important for you to be praying. That's why it's so important for you to be asking with expectation, because you get the joy of answered prayer, and then you get the joy of glorifying God. God's glorified through your faith. God's glorified through the answers to prayer. God is not glorified for you believing little or not at all. God's glorified when you say, God, I believe you, therefore I ask. I know you're a good father, therefore I ask. God, I know you are able, therefore I ask. And when you see the answer, he gets the glory. It also reminds us that we are his. They will call on my name and I will answer them and I will say, they are my people. And they will say, the Lord is my God. There's nothing like knowing I'm his and he is mine to, like an answered prayer can bring to your heart. Prayer, answer prayer brings joy. Finally, God gives joy in his presence. Psalm 16 is one of my favorite psalms. It says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. When we're in the presence of the Lord, and inviting God's presence to fill us, we get joy. It's really, sometimes you just have to know, you know, God, if I take time and I'm going to be in your presence, God wants you to know, hey, you know what? As you do that, I'm going to fill you up with fresh joy, with fresh life, joy and life forevermore. A joy that comes that, you're, that is absolutely supernatural, a joy that fills your heart like oil, a refreshment. That's why we say, God, I want to get in your presence. As we get in his presence, there's a reward of joy, a fresh lift from the Holy Spirit. And that joy brings strength. You know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's why it's so important to just say, God, I want to be in your presence. I want to take time in your presence. I don't want to rush the moment to be with you. Because God's doing a work in our heart that opens us up to what he wants to do. And one of those things that's critical for the life of the believer that you don't want to underestimate is if you've lost your joy, you need to get it back. And how do you get it back? It's simple. 
He said, God, I'm going to get in your presence. Some of you, it's just like saying, God, I actually have, when it comes to prayer, lost my faith that you answer my prayer. Maybe for some, maybe you think it's a you thing. You think, oh, I don't, I don't pray because I don't know if God, God answers other people's prayer, but he doesn't answer mine. That's not true. You get your joy back as you believe God will answer your prayer. You get joy as you say, God, I'm going to be in your presence. You get joy as you say, God, I'm going to praise you for who you are. And the Holy Spirit fills you with the oil of gladness, the oil of his joy. That wonderful, life-giving presence of God. 